You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. This is called Pirate Radio. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? You run around this city like it's your damn shooting gallery. Yeah, what do you do? What do you do? You act like it's a playground. You beat up the bullies with your fists. You throw them in jail. Everybody calls you a hero, right? And then a month, a week, a day later, they're back on the streets doing the yeah. same goddamn so, thing. So you just put them in the morgue. You're goddamn right, I do. One chooses to walk the way of the Mandalore. You are both hunter and prey. This is the way. This is the way. The Force will be with you. Always. Be bold. Be brave. Courageous. Black alert. It's called Pirate Radio. We a refuge for great geeks, cause round here we don't get geek. We don't care for the hate speech. That's why we ain't mainstream. So we linked up on the same team. No heights we can't reach. We are fan, we're hearts true. If you feel the same, sing along too. Say great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge, great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. It's like, yeah, uh, no, action news. And now, your host, Mike Lutzer. I'm totally gonna use that, too. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, friends, and welcome back to At The Diner, the flagship podcast here on the GGR Pirate Radio Network. My name is Mike Lunsford. I am your host, but I'm not alone in this podcast endeavor. Oh, no. I have some awesome co-hosts with me this evening or this morning, depending on when you're listening. Doesn't really matter. That's the great thing about podcasts. (laughs) So I've got a he's an incredibly talented musician, but he's also a fantastic podcast host in his own right when he's not co-hosting here at At The Diner. His show you can find on The Great Geek Refuge. Uh, it's called The Overflow. Um, you know him. You love him. His name is MC Brooks. Speaking of which, new episodes next week. Oh, snap. I am excited about this. Um, we've also got a special guest host this week. You've heard her on the At The Diner Airwaves before, but also you're going to get to hear some of the amazing creativity that came from this woman, this woman's fingertips because she wrote an amazing script and cleaned up some stuff um, from the project we were working on but also what she ended up doing as far as like what you're going to be able to hear audio wise was amazing i was blown away at what she was able to come up with and we're teasing it but we i promise you we're going to talk about it in this episode uh her name is mariah beachworth hi friends hello hello thank you for joining us this week mariah we appreciate you uh filling in for uh, mr james rambo um, I wanted to start with uh, a callback here because two weeks ago we had good friend of the show, Mr. C. Gatz, on, um, and he mentioned that he was working on a new album. Uh, it's called is it, it's Rare Weaponry? Is that right, MC? Weaponry Revolver. Oh, there you go. Okay. Um, but yeah, honestly, since you shit, you were on this album, and um, by the way, your your parts were amazing. Like you, yeah, like this whole album was great. I got to listen to it. Said was nice enough to send it to me. But like, give us a little bit of insight on on where people can find this uh, MC, but also too, like what you know about kind of like the production process with this. Sure. So um, I mean, first of all, it's available on uh, Bandcamp. Um, it came out yesterday. 
Um, but in addition to being available on Bandcamp, it is also available on Spotify, Apple Music, kind of wherever you go to listen to your music at, it's available there. <clears throat> Excuse me. But as far as the um, the production, um, I know Sed had been like he he had been kind of going through a little bit of a, 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 a drought musically for a while. I'm kind of like that that um, that streak. I feel like all creatives have where it's just like you can't do any you can't make anything that you actually like like you'll try writing and nothing good comes out <clears throat> but um he actually connected with a a friend uh, that we both know this producer named Rarecom um who actually was diving back into music after kind of uh, taking a really extended break from it for, um for a couple years and uh, he got a bunch of production from from Rare Commodity and that kind of laid the groundwork for it because what ended up happening is once said got hit, got you know, you heard uh, the stuff they were coming up with, it just like flipped that switch, and suddenly, like, all these thoughts and ideas and whatnot that he had just kind of like came out, and it would, would came out up being this album. And <clears throat> based on what I know, this is actually going to be first of a series. Uh, the the series is going to be called Rare Wep Rare Weaponry. Revolver is just this particular project. So there's good there there, there are plans for a part two. Um, that's that there are like, I think uh, it's about halfway done actually. And I'm actually in, I'm actually involved with the with the the next part of it also. Um, but it's going to be a, it's, it's basically going to be a, a series of collaborations between the two. Um, and they're all going to be pretty dope and and pretty fun and uh the the creative process behind it i thought was it was it was kind of uh kind of unique because where while said could have you know kept all these amazing all this amazing production for himself he wanted to do something fun and involve all of us all of his friends so you know between myself uh, between other folks that we used to be in a group with, uh, and, and just other people we know, he decided to make this a a collaborative effort. Like you know, I'm gonna I'm not just gonna do it for me. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it with with all of my friends. I'm gonna get everybody in and involved in this project. And uh, came out of it is this incredible project that brought together a ton of people that really haven't worked together in quite quite some time. And you know produced this pretty incredible piece of art that came out yesterday. It's really kind of cool, too, because this kind of hits on the same theme that Emily was talking about when we had her on the last episode, is that you find other creative people to help inspire you. You find, like, a creative team. So, like, when you're lacking, you have, like like you were saying, the guy who was um, who decided, you said it was Raekwon, or? Um, rare Commodity. Rare Commodity, I'm sorry. Rare Commodity. Rare Commodity decides that he wants to get back into music and that inspired said and then said did this thing and then they worked together and it's just like there have been so many instances where i've like oh man i can't write and like I'm, I'm in a really bad slump and i'll talk to somebody else like mariah is a great example um and you end up inspiring each other and you're like oh my god now i have this thing that i want to write now i want to write this now i want to write that and like it's it's so cool that it's it's been a side effect of pandemic it's the, the pandemic has sucked but at the same time, too, I've seen little things like this happening where, like, you're able to find somebody else who's in that same funk as you and you guys are able to essentially work through it and get get out of it 
by talking through it and coming up with ideas and like it's it's awesome because like you said you're going to be on the next project but then you've also got your own project that you're working on as well too yeah and that and actually what you just said is actually kind of a perfect segue because a lot of the motivation and confidence I have now was actually born out of working on uh, rare weaponry and uh, like uh, a couple sessions we had where we were uh, listening we were listening to it at being mixed but also listening to it um after the uh, final versions of the the songs were were, were put together <clears throat> and you know like because i've been i've been kind of in the same kind of weird space where i was like yeah i guess i you know i i should probably should probably do this but like being involved in those sessions and and, and also um, going to therapy um, were, were, were the, like the two big things that kind of put me in this place where I like I feel like I can be creative and like I have no no pressure attached to it. I don't feel like I'm incapable of creating. You know, like I feel like I'm I'm capable of creating the thing that I'm trying to create. And so between you know uh, being in therapy these last couple months and then also you know, uh, going through the process of, of creating this stuff with said that it, it, just, it just kind of put me where, yeah, like I've, like, the, like my creative energy has been on a thousand for like the past week, week and a half. <clears throat> and so, yeah, like I, I'm, um, I'm very excited. So like my, my project is called Chaos Control. Um, anyone who's a fan of Sonic the Hedgehog, well, I mean, <laughs> like, you know where the name comes, you know where the title comes from. Um, for people who are unfamiliar, Chaos Control is basically um, a technique that allows someone to um, manipulate time and space. You know, you you um, you are able to, uh, like, if you want to transport uh, across distances in an instant, you can you can do that. If you want to, you know, cause all types of harm and damage, you can do that. If you want to do it to like freeze time or speed time up or just or just like completely warp uh, someone else's perception of reality in that moment, you're able to do it. <clears throat> and so the reason that the reason I, I partially called it that was this uh, putting this project together was kind of like. It's it, it's kind of like a a manipulation in the sense of what I've been working on with both of my Dark Dawn projects. Like this is kind of an escape from that something uh, totally different, and I'm I'm uh, creating a new time and space for this project, which is going to be totally different than anything else that I've that I've been doing. And so a lot of what's going on with this project is very Sonic inspired. I don't use it to just like specifically mention things. I'm taking things <clears throat> from like the world, from that world and crafting music that applies to our world as well. So like, for example, the very first song on there is a song called Green Hill, Green Hill Theory, which you play any Sonic game ever. Green Hill is like the most notable thing that, that you with it, you know, big, beautiful uh, coast um, with, you know, legendary music that, you know, you, you know, if you, if you were to play it. Right. So I, I kind of used uh, the idea of uh, Green Hill. Like what does Green Hill represent? For me, Green Hill represents like 
<clears throat> like freedom, you know, like part of the appeal of it is you're out in nature, you're doing whatever it is that you want to do and you're having fun while doing it. And so I wanted to take that feeling that I get when I think about what Green Hill is and apply it to here and use it in the sense of like, bro, like I just want to be free. You know what I'm saying? Like I, you know, like I'm tired of working. <laughs> I'm tired of all this stuff going on in the world right now. And like, I just want to like, just be, you know, I just want to just, just be free and just be and just exist. Cause I feel like life is a lot more than just, you know, go to work, come home and then, you know, make out a little time here and there to work on the, the stuff I'm actually passionate about. So as taking a little stuff like that and applying it to the entire thing. And so like, it's meant to just be a fun project. It's about six, six songs, potentially seven because uh said wants to do something that that might end up on this project um but yeah that's the that's the general theme uh theme behind it that's awesome man like it it's it's awesome knowing how much thought went into this and how excited just hearing it in your voice how excited you are about this project because i know that it's been a struggle for you and it's it's hard, like, because we're. It's almost like I'm interviewing you, but I. But it's unfair. <laughs> it's almost. It's unfair. It's not like I'm just some random interviewer, and it's just like, hey, we've got guest MC Brooks today, because because <laughs> yeah. we're friends, and because we've been podcasting together for so long now. Like, I know the, the struggles that you've gone through with this, man, and it's just, it's so. It makes me so happy to hear you talk about your music like this, because for a while, it it almost sounded like it was a burden to you, and you like. It's just, I'm so glad that you're in a good, healthy space right now. Like yeah. it, it makes me so happy to know that you're seeing really positive things come and that like your music is is going to see that, too, because like I'll tell you this, too, man, listening to the tracks that you're on with said, I can hear it in your voice. There's just like w there's so much energy and passion behind it now, man. And it's, it's it's fucking dope, dude. And I'm just so excited to hear what you have coming. Thanks. Thanks, man. It's, it's, like I, I really attribute it to like. Uh, I mean, like largely to going to therapy, I encourage everyone to to do. Yeah. Um, but, it, but it was it's, it was it was really a combination of going to therapy and like being in therapy for these last couple months, because it it helped me <clears throat> to move past um, a, co a a ton of internal struggles that I've been having that I've been having, uh, some of which has played out you know, over social media uh, over the over the last couple years. Um, but but really, it's just it helped me find value in myself and value in that I have something to say and that I want to say it, you know. And you know, like I, I've, you know, like I've I've been working on this project for three years. I've I've you know I had been working on this even before I had released Dark Dawn. I I conceptualized this, and instead of rushing it, I just kind of taken my time. And I'm I'm actually glad that. I didn't try to rush this out before now because I'm in a much better headspace now where I'm able to uh, really appreciate what I am capable of doing instead of just, you know, harping on the fact that I, okay, like I, I can't sing, you know, like I, I, I do that. But but there are things that I can do and just really honing, uh, focusing on the things that I can do and using that as a vehicle to get the messages out that I want to get out, to say the things that I want to say and ultimately just have fun. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, but yeah, like that's that's really been that's really been the big thing. Like I, I really feel like I can trust my voice now, that I have value and that worth in my in having a voice. 
You know, like I, I had taken, I really internalized so much negative thing, so many negative things people had said to me or said about me or said about my creation over the years that I had really lost sight of like whether or not it was worth doing. But ultimately I can say this now, like it's worth doing because I want to do it. And like that applies to literally anyone creating anything ever. Like if you want to do something like fucking do it. <laughs> and so I've really That's wanted, I really awesome. wanted to, I really wanted to do this. And rather than let another year go by where I let my depression tell me that there's no point in trying to do this anymore. No, I'm going to go do it. I literally just watched, you know, my, my best friend get out of his own way and drop a project that he is ridiculously happy for. And on top of that, he allowed me and other people we know to be involved of it that's super motivating like why the hell why the hell can't i go ahead and do it and so like right now that's that's kind of the that's the the wave that i that i've just been on um you know like in some ways i'm very grateful that the pandemic happened which is a very weird phrase to say but i'm grateful because i'm not sure that i would have you know gone down this path into actually getting the help that i needed which has now afforded me the opportunity to, you know, get out of my own way and work through my issues and, and produce something that I've been wanting to do, but had consistently told myself that there was no point in doing. Man, MC, like, I am so proud of you, number one, for going to therapy, because there's so many people out there who are so afraid to do it or think they don't need it or assume it won't help them. And like, just the that step of doing it is so transformative and I'm, I'm super happy for you in that. And also in, in overcoming the that negative talk that reruns mm-hmm. in your head, that is such a problem for so many people and good on you for conquering that. I mean, that kind of a demon is really hard to conquer. So I'm super excited for you and I can't wait to hear all of that in your music. Also, I just wanna say on Seagat's um, Rare Weaponry, which is spelled with an X instead of an O, um, there's a song, there's a song that is nine, like the number nine, Tendo. So it's nine Tendo. And I think yes. that is so appealing to me that I will be listening to that when we're done. Yeah. yeah. Nine Tendo is a great, it's a, that's a, that's a great song. <laughs> yeah. And thank you. And thank you very much. I, I really do uh, appreciate it. I, like, I, cause, cause I, even when even the, the first session I had with my therapist right after it, like I felt good, but I was also like. I don't know about this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I I don't know about this because I had been to therapy prior. Like I had gone to therapy about six years ago. Um, and like when I thought that I was better, I was like, okay, well, I'm good now. I don't need to do this anymore. And yeah, I was very wrong <laughs> because, you know, things, you know, things manifest, things build. And like before you even know it, like I'd, I'd fallen back into some really bad habits that I had convinced myself that I was over and, and, you know, that very much was not the case. And it also took me understanding that, like, I can't do it all myself. Like, in theory, I would love to be able to say, oh yeah, I can just do, like, I can just turn my brain off and do these things and stop believing these things. But I mean, that's, that's not how it works. And I gotta say, like, my therapist told me she was proud of me the other day and like, I, cried because <laughs> oh, it, it uh like it, it really has been a journey with a lot of really uncomfortable conversations 
and a, a lot of really uncomfortable conversations like with by myself even when i wasn't in a session and like it it, it really just felt very liberating because like i can I, I feel that changes have been made but it also feels nice to see that someone who's not myself can also you know acknowledge that like i have that i'm not the same person i was when this process started and it's like <clears throat> I couldn't even help myself. Like I, I like it, it just, all this emotion just, just, just completely came out of me. And, um, yeah, like it, 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 it really has been life changing for me. And like, I, I've, it's, it's very much the best thing I've ever done. Like I've, you know, I've, I've performed at the Howard theater. I've graduated school. I've done all these wonderful things. And I really do think going to therapy is legitimately the best thing I've done for myself. It's so awesome to hear, man. And like, it's something that I, I read somewhere and I started implementing it because like even even at work, um, I'm, I uh, supervise other people. And one of my one of my people was like, you know, I, I get it. I, I'm a little much for people. I'm obnoxious. And I stopped them. I was like, no, stop right there. I was like, one thing I'm not going to allow is negative talk about yourself. I was like, that's, that's just not going to happen. I was like, I understand that you may be self-conscious of these things. And that it's a good idea to have, you know, to, to look inwardly and be like, what could I, you know, what could I have done to maybe prevent this thing that happened? But I'm not going to let you talk bad about yourself. I was like, don't do that because that can become a really, really bad thing. And it's something that I've been trying to implement with myself, too, because I do a lot of negative self-talk myself. And like to hear you say that, to, like to, you're trying to overcome that, like the, the negative self-thoughts is like it, it's just so awesome to hear that, like we're seeing little by little, I don't think it's going to be like an overnight thing, but so many people are accepting that this is something that needs to happen for like society at large, that mm -hmm. we all need to start getting in better mental health. And we all, yeah. you can't always do it by yourself. You can't just like look at yourself and be like, Hey, stop with the negative talk. Sometimes that's... it does require help. And that's, and that's a really, really important to acknowledge, but also to, to accept because I think it's hard for a lot of people to accept that like, Hey, I can't fix myself. Yeah. Well, and so many people are told, um, and it, I see it happen in families, like, uh, we don't need outside help. We're going to fix it ourselves. And it becomes a pride issue that mm -hmm. yeah. cripples you. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Oh, for, for sure. Yeah. And like, it's like, it's, it, it, it is something that I feel like, even if you think, even if you are in a good place, it's something that I feel like people should do in general in terms of like having someone to talk to. Because I, I can... My session this this past week, I kind of went into it. You like I've been I'm in a good mood. Like I nothing really bad has happened, and in just you know the first couple first uh first couple minutes, you know like I ended up vomiting up this like deep seated thing that I just hadn't really thought about, and something that I'd been burying. And then before I knew it, like all this emotion and these feelings, and when that just came out of me, and like I, at the end of it, I felt really liberated. Because I was like, wow, I didn't even realize like I had been holding on to that for for as long as I had been. I, had, I it, it was it was so much a, a part of me at that point that I didn't really realize that like, oh no, like it wasn't always like this. I wasn't always like this. I didn't always feel this way. So like, it, it's it's it, it is just good to just get outside of yourself, you know, put the pride down, you know, and get someone to talk to. Because I mean, there's there's no telling just the benefits that can come for it. And that it is important to stress that it's a journey too. 
Like it's not, you know, it's not something that's going to happen overnight. Like, you know, like, like I said, after my first session, I was like, Oh yeah, I don't know if this is going to work because I felt better, but like, not really, you know? Mm -hmm. And and it really did take, you know, sticking with it and, and being consistent and, and making sure that you are honest with yourself and also with the person you're talking to. Oh yeah. Um, it, it, it really takes being, uh, being committed to it. Like you, you can't half-ass it. No, you're hundred percent correct. And it's, um, I consider myself fortunate in the sense that like a lot of times when I'm having issues with these sorts of things, a lot of times I can turn to creative endeavors, whether it's writing, whether it's uh, podcasting stuff that we're doing or like a newfound thing. Like now I'm creating art, which I never thought I would ever really be any good at or be able to do. But like you end up finding these these things that end up being like therapeutic for yourself in a way. And you're able to express yourself through the ways that you feel, the things that are bothering you, you're able to put out there in a way. And yeah. not saying that that's, a, that's the fix all, cause it's not like you, you I mean, I had to, um, I had to, uh, see a therapist as well too because of some some stuff that I was dealing with and it's it's one of those things where it's never like I think the problem is a lot of times people look at it as like a binary event you know like hey this one thing happened and now I need therapy and, <laughs> and what the therapist was telling me she's like that's not how the human brain works right and she, she was explaining to me she was like all of the things that you've explained to me all the things that you've talked about all the things that you've thrown a little mention at that like it was never one of those things by themselves. It was all of those things mm-hmm. together. She's like, that's that's just the way things work. And that was really enlightening to me because we're so used to thinking like, well, why did my car break down? Oh, well, because, you know, I didn't put oil in my uh, I didn't change the oil in the car. But like, yeah. it's more like, well, you didn't change the oil in the car and the transmission probably needed to be replaced. And you probably needed to replace the wheel bearings too. Like that's more the way the body works is or your mind works is like all of those things add up until you're just like, nope, not going anywhere. Yeah, it, I mean, that it's very easy to fall into that, neg- that, 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 that negative self-talk because stuff like that then can become like a reflection of who you are as a person. It's like, oh yeah, of course. It. Yeah, it's like, oh yeah, of course this happened because of who I am as a person. Like, of course I didn't do this because I, you know, I'm not smart enough to, you know, to keep up to date with uh, with the, the latest equipment my stuff needs. You know, I wasn't smart enough to, to go do this, you know, the other day, blah, blah, blah. Oh, of course, it, it reminds me of this other time that I wasn't, you know, I didn't do good enough in this and that. And it just spir- it just completely spirals from there. And like, it's very important to, to like catch yourself because that's that's been the the thing for me because I've, I've that's um, um, in fact, I can I can um, I can it's, it's kind of similar to. Um, something that we mentioned earlier um, when we were talking to Emily in Avatar The Last Airbender. Like the character of Zuko has what what many people consider to be an incredible redemption arc. And I think part of what makes it so great is that along his journey, you see him fail. You see him fail multiple times. It's not just like, well, he just decides to do better and then he automatically does it. Like, no, he fails and, and, and goes back and reverts back to uh, bad behaviors multiple times over the course of the series. It, it, it was just his his own determination and his will to really want to do better that he continued to work at it and make changes. And by the end of the series, the end of the original series, you you got to see it really come full circle with him. 
And I think that's just kind of what it is with any type of therapy journey or a self-discovery journey or, or anything like that. You know, like you're going to fail, you're going to mess up, you're going to have days where, you know what, that negative self-talk might just come through. You're going to have those days where the negative thoughts where you're just going to be like, you know what, I can't be bothered to leave my house today. I can't be bothered to get out of bed. And like, sometimes like, that's okay. Like, that's okay. But really, you can't keep yourself there. And you have to uh, remind yourself to keep going, keep pushing. Because if you want to get better, you, you, you have to be consistent. And you have to really dedicate yourself to doing it. So ultimately i mean like that's i, I definitely again I'm, I'm so glad to hear that you're yeah you're feeling better that like you're you're seeing these things and that like you're seeing progress that's that's the best yeah. part about this man and, and i just i can't wait for the new album yeah and just uh one last thing yeah man um so like chaos control is the next thing but like uh the what you were mentioning about before about uh turning to like being creative so like i have a what, I, what I'm calling a depression album <laughs> um, that's going to be coming out probably in December. Um, and what it, what it, what it, a lot of the stuff that ended up there was stuff that I created when I was trying to use my art as therapy. Like, oh, I'm just going to vent these feelings out, these particular emotions out, and just kind of get it out that way. Now, now I, I think. Stuff like that can be beneficial. Um, the fact that you know I was able to turn like some some trauma and some pain and create something kind of good out of it, but it can't be the end all be all. But which is why like w when it comes to what I call my depression <laughs> project, yeah. um, I kind of like, and I'll probably talk more about it when I'm getting ready to release it. But it it really follows along a journey of. Like it's like the the origins of it are kind of dark and depressing. Like those first couple ones are talking a lot about like feeling like I'm I'm trapped in in this uh, this this uh, this uh, level of hell that I just can't escape from. That I also kind of enjoy because I enjoy the chaos of being there. Like there's a lot of dark yeah. stuff, and then <laughs> like just gradually over the course of the journey, by the time you get to the the final song, it's it's realizing that I'm capable of overcoming. And that being in these negative places is is not the end all be all, and that's something for for at least with my art um, that I that I always want to stress. Like, you know, I, I'm okay with having experienced these 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 you know these events that happened that allowed me to be the person that I am now, but ultimately, you know, with with you know dedication to to getting better and and getting the help that I need, you can eventually overcome. And I think that's just important. Like, I don't want to. I don't want anyone to shy away from like creating art if you are going through things because it can be um, really beneficial. Oh yeah, I mean, it makes me think of. Um, and you turned me on to it. Uh, the album that Mike Shinoda did. Oh yeah, post traumatic. Um, post traumatic yeah. after the death of Chester Bennington. Like that whole album is about that. Is about him dealing with it. One of the songs specifically states exactly what he was dealing with. He's like, "We're about to go play a show for my friend." He's like, "And I don't even want to go on stage." He's like, "At this point, he's like, what am I gonna do? I'm gonna recite the words that I've said a million times, and they've lost all their meaning." I'm just like, I'm re I'm listening to this, and I'm just like, "My God!" He literally took all of that pain and all of that like sadness and just dumped it into this album, and it was just amazing. And like. It's it's one of those things too. That's the other thing is like I don't want anybody to hear me saying this and think that that's what they need to do with their trauma. 
everybody processes their trauma in a different way. He was able to turn it into some some amazing art. But like like you said, it, it, it was a depression album. Every time, that's what I think of whenever I listen to this. I was like, this is a grief this is a grief album. But like, yeah, it, it was it was just outstanding stuff. And like I said, dude, I just I can't wait to hear the stuff that you have. Um, I'm just really 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 happy to hear how happy you are talking about it. So absolutely, thank you. Of course. On that note, you'll notice a theme in this episode. I didn't come out and say it in the beginning of the episode. But the theme of this episode is us talking about our creative uh, endeavors that we're working on. So we have another very creative, very talented person that we are lucky enough to have as part of the Great Geek Refuge. And her name is Mariah Beachboard. We we met through a mutual friend. Um, well, former mutual <laughs> friend. Um, no longer. Um, but it was, it was one Good of those times. things... <laughs> It was one of those things where, like, sometimes you meet somebody and you're you like immediately click with them. You're just like, wow, okay, we're on the same wavelength, and that's that's how I felt when I met Mariah. I was like, this person's creative. They're funny. They're into the same geeky nerdy stuff that I'm into, and like when you find somebody else who is into those same things, you're just like, cool. I have a kindred spirit that I can speak speak to about these things. But more importantly, and before we jump into the project, actually, I'll let you go ahead and describe the project, and then I'll tell you kind of like where where all of this came from. But first off, the Hitchhiker. That's our, our new playcast that we're going to be doing. When, when I asked you, I was like, are you interested in, in potentially directing this? And you said yes. I was so curious as to how it was going to turn out. And when you sent me the final cut of this, I listened to this and I was blown away. I was like, holy crap, this is so much better than I was expecting it to be. <laughs> and like, because I knew it was going to be good because I knew the amount of work that you were pouring into this, that this is going to be awesome. But it was even better than I thought it was going to be. And like, it was never that I doubted your abilities. It was never that because I knew you were going to put something together that was going to be awesome. But this is like professional level, like people are going to hear this and, and think that we actually know what the fuck we're doing. And like, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be like, oh man, like she's setting a standard now that I don't know if I can keep up with. But like, seriously, Mariah, you did a fantastic job with Thanks, this. Thanks, man. Talk me through this a little bit. Like, yeah. This, so yeah, go ahead. Just take, the, it, take the mic. I'm, I'm muting myself. Go ahead. Talk away. <laughs> um, it's not the first time I've directed something. Um, I direct theater. And whenever I do that, um, I look at the script, I decide whether or not I can fall in love with it. And if it sparks any ideas and all of that happened with the hitchhiker and, um, it just, the ideas started turning. I love spooky stories and I started to get ideas of how to make it even spookier and how to use podcasting to lean into the spookiness. Um, cause all, all the audience has is their ears, uh, to engage with it. So how do you paint that picture with sounds? And I love fiction podcasts anyway, and the creepier and weirder, the better. Um, I also uh, like ASMR and I love the way they do things with sound um, that affect you in a real sense. So I put all of that together and uh, I'm super proud of it, man. I'm just, I'm so proud of it because I've never done a podcast before. I had done some video editing when I owned a business back in the day, but I'd never done a podcast. Um, so it took me uh, four months, four and a half months. Um, and most of that time was learning audacity. And after that, it was just playing, playing and playing with the sounds. And um, that's how that went. In, in retrospect, I should have known with your artistic 
vision that you have as far as like you've done um, you've directed plays and things like that that you would figure this out because there's a frustration level that comes from somebody like me who is the same way like i'm just gonna figure it out i'll i'll ask questions i'll ask people who i know who have done it before i'll do a lot of youtube tutorials i'll do a lot of reading uh, <laughs> to figure it out and the fact that you had that same mindset that same like devotion to i'm going to make this sound the way it sounds in my head was like i should have i should have known that it was going to be like this that it was going to be this good because like you would be like hey what do i do about this and i'd give you like a little piece and you're like all right cool later and then you'd go work on it and like <laughs> you'd send it back to me and i'm like yeah mm-hmm, okay she gets it and like it's just awesome again kind of going back to that kindred spirit thing like not everybody has that level of commitment to making something the way that they see it in their head happen, like actually creating it. And it's frustrating when somebody says to you, like, oh, I want to create this thing. And you're like, cool, let me help you with it. And then they just kind of give up halfway. And you're just like, all right, well, I can't I can't grab you and drag you through this. If, if right. you don't want to do it, I can't force you to. And it was it was awesome. It, it really, truly was. And that's why when I approach a project, I have to ask myself, do I love this? Can yeah. I fall in love with it? And I've turned down plenty of stuff because I'd be like, yeah, that is a show that I definitely cannot love. So you need to find someone else. I won't be of service to you. Um, yeah. But just like Emily was saying and MC and everybody like there was I didn't do it by myself, like uh, your sound effects and Tina's sound effects and all of the amazing people at Freesound who just throw stuff up there for people to use however they want. Yeah. I mean, that's. Those are all of the Lego blocks I use to put that together. And if I didn't have those Lego blocks, it would have been pretty crappy. Yeah, and it, it's, let, let's give, you know what? Let's do this. For those who haven't heard yet, here is the uh, the trailer. Oh, yay. The Hitchhiker. Great Geek Refuge presents The Hitchhiker. By Lucille Fletcher, adapted by Mariah Beachboard, James Rambo, and Mike Lunsford. Ronnie, I wish you weren't driving. Oh, oh, come on. People do it every day. Hey there. Got much further to go? Just a minute ago. Just a minute ago, there was a man standing there, right beside this store. A suspicious-looking man. You all right, pal? You don't look so good. Don't touch me, you crazy bastard! Let go of me! That SOB was waiting for me to die. The Hitchhiker, starring Mike Lunsford, directed by Mariah Beachford, available wherever you find your podcasts on May 11th. Keep your eyes on the road. You managed to take something that I already knew was going to what's going to happen because I, you know, I, that's my voice. I'm reading it. I'm acting in it. I'm spooked out by that. Yeah, like that was. <laughs> Like there were there were things that happened in this that like in just in the trailer like I'm like I want to listen to more wait I've already listened to it I, I want to listen to it again like <laughs> that's that was such a good trailer um but also like I, I want to give you props as well because we talked about like the sound design and the direction but like your writing on this like I've read this script I the the story behind this is this is a um a, it was originally a radio drama done in like the the 40s. Uh, written by a lady named uh, Lucille Fletcher, um, and it was performed by Orson Welles. And 
that like 1940 radio drama, you know, the same guy who did War of the Worlds. So the guy has a, you know, a panache for the dramatic when it comes to radio dramas. <laughs> this sounds completely different than that. Like I've heard the original, but also when I was a kid, I was like 18. Um, I was taking a drama course at Northern Virginia Community College, and I actually performed this pl this play on stage. And I, I was never happy with it because it was I was in a weird spot in my life and there was a bunch of crappy stuff going on. But like I always wanted to try it one more time. But I didn't want to like just do it myself. And the fact that I asked you if you would do it and then you managed to add things to this play that weren't in the original. You managed to prove to me that like, wow, I can actually like generate real emotions and not just sound like it. Like, there's a line, and I'm not even going to tell you guys where it is because I want you to listen to the play. There's a line that I didn't know she wrote, and I read it, and it made me cry. And, like, because it was such an emotional line. She packed that much emotion into essentially what is, like, two lines of dialogue. And, like, I just, again, kudos to you because this was this is fucking fantastic. You did such a great job with this, and it was so fun working on this. Is that – how like, how, did this compare to anything else that you've done, like, as far as theater, or was this, like, a completely different adventure for you? Um, well, it's definitely different because it's during the pandemic. So, um, there was such a need for challenge and artistic drive and play. And I've never had such a huge need and I've never had something fill it so well as, as this project did in this moment in time and space that I'm existing in. So no. And Every now and then I'll complete a project and I'm like uber proud of it where I just like jump up and down and I'll turn to my family and say, you have to listen to this right now and I have to watch you. Like there's few projects that have ever done that for me. This was definitely one of them. Yeah, that's that's how, that's how I felt about um, Christmas Carol. Like once I was finished with it, but like yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, you have to hear it. L listen to this one part. Like I would literally do pieces yes. and send it to people and be like, listen to this one scene. Isn't this awesome? Like it's. Yeah. And, and honestly, like I said, that, that that enthusiasm is infectious. And like, this is what I think is going to make this whole playcast thing that we're doing successful, because like, we're going to have other people hear this and they're going to get just as inspired. They're going to be like, hey, I want to do something like this, too. I've already heard people say like, oh, I would love to do something like this. And like, I think this is only going to grow from here. So Yay. you get to be part of that. In fact, I know MC has been like, yo, what am I going to get to do one of these? Um, and, the, and the answer to that is MC is the next one. So <laughs> like, we'll make sure that you're included on that as well, bud. But like, it's, was there anything that w with this, that you were like, man, this didn't just come out right. Or I wish I could have seen the people in person for this. Was there, was there anything with that? Or were you just like, no, this is, these are the parameters that I have. This is the box that I have to keep this in. I'm going to make this what it is based on what I'm able to do. The only thing that I regret not doing better, and it's not necessarily something I could have done better, is just if I had 500 bucks, there was one song, there was one song that was absolutely amazing and I wanted it for this project and I couldn't have it. Um, we did all of this on zero budget, by the way, for all of you listeners out there. This yeah. creative endeavor, zero dollars, um, which is pretty amazing in my mind uh and Agreed, what could we yeah. do if if people paid in and sponsored us in patreon and stuff and what could we do with that like listen to you <laughs> like, 
with your pro with your pro like hey check us out here you want to like like you're on PBS hey we appreciate the support of our listeners for $20 we'll send you a tote bag <laughs> yeah we can do that <laughs> make some GTR tote bags <laughs> yeah i'm totally like i am such a fan of fiction podcasts and i know what can be produced when you have big budgets and stuff and like that's what i want to do it's a it's a hobby I've always played with in my mind, um, but it can be so much more than a hobby. And I just, I'm in love with an individual's ability to create the theater space in their own mind because it becomes very personal. And then I love being able to connect auditory stuff with physical reaction. So there's a couple things in there, a couple sounds where um, you, you might actually react to your environment thinking that it's in your environment. And yep. I cannot wait to hear people's responses. Well, that's like we were talking. My mom had nightmares after listening to the trailer, and I've never had so much glee for causing someone so much discomfort in my life. <laughs> but I'm like, yes, yes, tell me about your nightmares. That is yeah. awesome. I um, I'm in the car listening to it, and at one point, your sound effects are so good. I'm, I, I hear the dinging of, like, you know, fasten your seatbelts. And I'm like, wait a minute. I put my seatbelt on. Why the fuck is my car? <gasps> oh, shit. That's the play. Like, it was, yeah. I was, it it, it gets you, it, it drags you in. And it's, that's not a bad thing. Like, that was, it was, it was so much fun. And I can't wait to do something like this again. But more importantly, I just can't wait for people to hear it. And, like, I want to hear what they think overall. I can't wait to see the reaction for this when people have finally gotten a chance to listen to the whole thing. Yes, I want people to do reaction videos and send them to us, please. Well, there we go. We'll have to do that. MC, have you listened to? Have, have you listened to it yet? Uh, no, you haven't. No one sent it to me. I've only I've only had the trailer. Well, see, now I feel like a dick. All right, so let's, <laughs> send, one, let's, let's send it to MC. I'm sitting here like we're talking this thing up, and MC's just like, I, I don't know what you guys are talking about, man. This is I mean, I, I mean, I will say like I'm not someone who scares easily, and. That, that the trailer was chilling enough as it is. I, I am very much looking forward to listening to this. All right. Uh, well, let me ask Miss Miss Mariah, since this is your baby, uh, is it okay if I send it to MC? Please do. Okay. The Hitchhiker. Dun dun dun. Yeah. The the cool thing about this is is like I don't know if any of you have ever gotten the opportunity to do something like this where you you try you tried to create something when you were uh, younger. Uh, I, I was going to say a kid, but honestly, yeah, I mean, I was a kid and um, you get a chance to do it again. And like, th this is what this was. I got a chance to create something again um, that I, because of what was going on in my life at the time, I wasn't happy with. And like, it's just, it's really, really cool that you were able to help me do this, Mariah. So, so I can't thank you enough. Well, you should be super proud of your performance because you knocked it out of the park. I, uh, <laughs> we'll see. No, like, I'm, that's, you know, we were talking about the whole, like, you know, issues that you've had that are deep seated. That That's another, that's another episode, another podcast. Where we'll talk about that. But like, yeah, I, for the longest time I wanted to be an actor when I was a kid and like, um, it just, you know, things happen. You, you, you grow up, you have to be an adult, you, you have to adult, you know? And, um, it was one of those things that getting the chance to do it again was just like I, outstanding. I mean, you know, I, I highly recommend if you have the opportunity to to live out your childhood dreams to do it. So. Yep. 
it's good stuff. It's liberating, as MC would say. It percent. So, um, I mean, you guys have like actual projects that you're working on. So, like, I w- um, the the things I'm working on are like I wouldn't say silly, but like not as big. Like, I'm just I'm making T-shirts. Like, I'm doing I'm learning how to do digital art, and I would I would thank. Uh, Mr. Rambo, if he was here, um, but yeah, like honestly, Rambo has been like integral in teaching me how to um, how to do it. And I've created logos for GGR. I've cre- created sports logos. Like I'm just I'm having a ton of fun doing this, and like just learning how to do it is so fun. And like it sounds so nerdy, but we have a geeky nerdy podcast for a reason. Um, I am enjoying the hell out of learning. Mm-hmm. And that sounds so weird, but like, I just, I am loving so much that I, I get to learn these things and like, it's, how do I get this thing to do this? How do I, I want it to look like this and I want it to have this. How do I do that? Oh, oh, oh shit. This is how I do it. Oh, that's so cool. And like, I'm sure that you probably had some of that too, Mariah, since this was like your first venture into the audio editing side. Of oh it. yeah. Yeah. Like the label tracks, finding out that you could do label tracks and separate so that you're not affecting every single piece of audio and having to recalibrate. Yeah. That was a big deal. That was a huge victory and yeah. no one else cared about my little victory, but I was like on hey. top of the world. Oh, I mean, you cared. You I cared. Care. Yes, you and, did. And I guarantee you that MC cares too, because as somebody who produces his own music, like he definitely cares about learning stuff like that. So Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for caring. Of course. You know, that's what we're here for. It's the support <laughs> group, you know, together. Yeah, together there are no heights we can't reach. And that includes digital art and audio editing as well. So excellent. Yeah. So I wanted to go ahead and wrap things up. Um, it's just this was a motivational podcast. Let, let's talk about all the awesome things that we're doing and all the awesome things that you guys are going to hear from us uh, coming up soon or see from us, uh, as it were. But yeah, uh, the there's going to be so many more of these playcasts now because after Christmas Carol, I was wiped. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, this was, well, cause that was like, it was, it ended up being about two hours long and it's just, that's a lot of editing. Like you don't realize how much it is until you have to realize that you have to create every single soundscape. <laughs> like, you have to do every room and every movement and like everything has to be added. And it's so many different layers and like, Man, like I was, I was wiped. And then after hearing this, after hearing your, um, your, your playcast, after hearing uh, the Hitchhiker, I'm, I'm hyped. Um, I want to do another one. I'm ready to do another one now. So, yeah. And I'll, I'll give it a little bit though, because you know I don't want to overload you and be like, hey, I need got more ideas. But like, let's, we'll give no, it. No, it's inspiring. It's motivating, and I need that artistic outlet. So whenever you're ready, I'm ready. Oh, that's that's fantastic. Always good to hear. So um, Tuesday, May 11th, guys, check your uh, podcast feed. So if you still have the old GGR Pirate Radio feed uh, on your phone or whatever device you listen to your podcast on, it's going to be there. I'm going to put it in the GGR Pirate Radio feed. But it's also in its own feed, which is GGR Playcasts. So take the word play, take the word podcast, smash them together, Playcast. Look that up, GGR Playcasts. It'll be there. It'll be like I'm going to have it available at midnight on Monday. Yay. So, yeah, we might even do a midnight release. That might be kind of fun. Like, we, I used to do that when I worked at a video game store. We used to do midnight releases for video games. Or um, they do the move for movies, too. So we can have our own midnight release party, potentially. <laughs> um, but it'll be available Tuesday, May the 11th. So keep your eyes open for that. And definitely let us know. We, we'd love to hear your feedback. You can reach us. If you ever want to shoot us an email, it is greatgeekrefuge at gmail.com. You can actually message us directly on the website as well. Uh, you have the ability to do that. We've also got the Facebook group. We've got the Twitter account. 
You guys can message us wherever you'd like. Same thing with Instagram. Uh, you can send us an Instagram message if you really, really feel like it. I don't know why I feel like nobody uses Instagram messages uh, except for nefarious things. So be on the lookout. <laughs> if you do send us one, we're probably not going to respond to it right away. But, you know, we'll, we'll vet you first and make sure that it's legit. <laughs> That being said, uh, for MC Brooks, for James Rambo, for our special guest host, Mariah Beachward, my name is Mike Lunsford, and folks out there, stay safe, keep washing your hands, keep wearing your mask, try to get those vaccines, have a little bit of empathy for everybody, it's, it's a stressful time that we're all living in, so try to be nice as possible as you can, and remember, together there are no heights that we can reach. Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts. This has been Pirate Radio Network production, Juice Bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy!